Hi, you're listening to Talking in Tangents. My name is Megs, and I go by she and her, and across the way is my co-host. What's up? Hello, my name is Britt. I go by she and her, and, and okay with they. How you doing? How you doing? Happy Monday. Oh, goodness. Excuse me, R2. <laughs> they used to be my text tone, too. Yes, it's so cute. Now mine's just obnoxious and boring. Oh, looks like I'm working a double shift tomorrow tight. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Speaking of that, how, how, how's uh, life going in general? How, how's mental health? <laughs> With two shifts. <laughs> <laughs> so um, work is good. I'm tired. Uh, I work a lot. But I'm paying bills. So these are all good things. <laughs> I like how this is the this is the initial update every week. I am good. I work a lot. <laughs> um, I I, I want to talk more about it yeah. without going too much into what I do. Um, but we have a lot of things picking up, so it's very exciting at work. Mm-hmm. Um, the main job that I work nine to five is really picking up in the department that I'm at. So I'm doing a lot of things, a lot of manual labor. I'm lifting a lot of things. I'm mm-hmm. going to be so buff. buff. Hot girl summer. Getting ripped tonight. <laughs> R.I.P. that dick tonight. Oh, my God. What dick? There's no dick. <laughs> There's no dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> just It's just me. But I'm ripped. Um, I can already feel, like, muscles getting, like, firmer. Nice. And every time I'm lifting something, I'm like, all right, lift with your legs. Get me in the butt. Not with your back. My booty. I want my booty back. So, like, I'm... Squat. I can feel myself getting into better shape, but nice. I'm also winded constantly, and I'm excited because the second job is giving me opportunities to pay off all this debt, so like I'm feeling positive. I'm definitely tired, and I know I say this every week, but I'm constantly tired, but especially when I was talking to you about all like my money stuff, like yeah. these are all things that I have an actual concrete goal. She's got goals and she's working towards them. I'm and very it's proud. rad to actually like see the numbers and be like, oh, I'm making progress. This isn't just me killing myself Hard work slowly. pays off, honestly. That, that is the key to success. So I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. And um, I mean, to be honest, like I told myself I was going to take a break from like bullshit and whatever and kind of devote my energy towards positive things whether it be family friends or work Mm -hmm. which means like i have no energy for men boys children of that nonsense Mm -hmm. so like i am welcoming into that hey if it comes to me great but i don't have the energy and the time for time wasters and that's what a lot of like dating felt like these days so it's kind of like a nice process of like cleansing myself but then also realizing like hey your time is valuable when you're not making money or spending time with friends or family you have a limited amount of space like I have I have time for dating but it's so minuscule compared to what it used to be I'm a little bit pickier when it comes to quality time which I think is great and it's great so it's like it's not like I'm not working round the clock I do have big chunks of time that I'm able to like sit and be at home or have a beer or go drink by myself in a corner with a book. Like I have opportunities to be social. So when I am approached with an opportunity with a male to be like, let's just hang out. I'm kind of pickier now. Whereas before I was like, I'm sad and lonely. I'll just hang out and whatever. And it's lame and it wastes my time. So 
it's good. It's good oh. habits. The only thing I do miss is being able to like come home and like cook dinner and yeah. you know That's maybe so do a load of laundry. Like my room is kind of a disaster sense. right now, and I'm kind of like Ugh. I come home and I'm like I should probably fold that, and then I'm like pass out. Nope. Mm-hmm. So like there's there's that, and I do acknowledge that in my existence. I mean like I haven't put on makeup and forever i oh actually you know what i did i did put on a little mascara today mm-hmm. i don't know if you can tell same here i can't like tell a little a little i yeah, also put a, a, little a, a smidgen of mascara oh, just a little a little <laughs> bit enough to be like i kind of care yeah like my eyes are open <laughs> yeah. like that's kind of what it was so i mean i mean i'm okay i'm good i'm just oh once again very tired i'm a little grumpy towards like people in general because you know like i was saying before like i have limited amount of times to be social so when i like do attempt to make plans Mm -hmm. i am planning it out specifically for these people so then when i get bailed on or if i'm like hey i'm free these days when are you free and then i get no answer i'm kind of like cool okay uh i'll just go fuck myself like goodbye like it's just it's 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 whatever so like it's nice to have like time for people but if they're not willing to like be make time for you it's i don't know yeah i'm just no i know i know exactly what you mean like this is the most social i get so it's very nice but at the same time i'm like it's nice that we're not like aggressive about it like i even texted you earlier i was like hey how are you feeling what's going on and at your back how are you feeling <laughs> yeah so it's like we're respectful of each other's time and space and your week and whatever and i think yeah. that's what i think that's what friendship needs to be yeah because nice. some weeks you're busier than others and some weeks you're just like i, I don't want to talk to anyone so mm. like I I enjoy I enjoy this very much. So cheers, cheers, cheers to that. absolutely. Yes. Um. So other than that, I mean, besides all of like my own inner turmoil, how are you doing? So yes, Magus was talking about. She texted me to ask if I'm okay to record today. And I'd be like, why would Brittany be okay? She's always so full of joy. Um. Oh I, yes. <laughs> um. So uh, interesting story. Um, I had some back pain the other day on Monday, uh, and then it turned into like night sweats and it turned into more pain and I thought I was going to die of a kidney infection, but turns out I just have a ovarian cyst that just burst and I'm bleeding internally, but you know what? (laughs) The doctor says I'll be fine, so I guess I'm fine. Such a doctor move, by the way. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a cyst. You're bleeding internally. You'll be fine. Your, your blood just gets reabsorbed into okay. your body. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know how that works. but And they <laughs> and I asked them many times, is this urgent? And they said no. So I'm like, okay, I'm too poor to go check on this later, so I'm not going to. But it does feel like I, I'm punched in the side. Uh, yeah, my side really hurts. But it's okay. It's fine. Besides that, besides that, I'm doing good. I have Disneyland on Friday, and so I'm so excited. Um, I'm hoping that my pain doesn't interfere with that day at all. Uh, worst comes to worst, I get a wheelchair. I get pushed around like a little baby in a stroller. 
<laughs> do it. Do or, it. Or do I kick my daughter out of her stroll. Like, sorry, mom's got to sit. <laughs> I fit in that thing, so maybe I'll just take a little. I'll have to. Nap. I'll tell you later. I won't bore all you listeners, but I have little secret spots for like good sitting areas for Disneyland. Um, especially if you're in the California area, there's a lot of cool little nooks and ooh, excuse me, cords. There's a lot of little nooks and crannies and little benches that won't be like you won't. That's nice. You won't be bothered. I've always been wary about secret spots at Disney World or Disneyland because my mom's secret spot at Disney World was sneaking into the elevator at the Disney World Castle and going <laughs> to find the Cinderella suite. So oh, I love your mom so much. <laughs> so secret spots make me a little nervous. Oh no, this but this it's is fine. this is more like back in the day when I went to high school. Um, I used to ditch school a lot to go to Disneyland. Yeah. And this is a high school, so I'm like, you know, a juvenile delinquent. So you go to Disneyland, you know, do bad things. Yeah. But I didn't do anything like bad, like drug wise, but I would just go and like hang out and like smoke cigarettes in the smoking areas. And there's no smoking areas anymore, so now all of those secret spots are basically like smoking areas. (laughs) Well no, they're like they're like hangout benches yeah so they're still off into the corner but they're not just disneyland's very non-smoking now so like before you could go into a corner and you would just like have a cigarette and whatever do all your thing i don't smoke anymore so it's very much like oh you walk by there and like oh it's just a nice little bench and you would just sit and you're like oh it's a secret spot but like Disneyland's really good at kind of directing traffic so if you kind of look on the corner of your eye there are spots that are great for people who just want to sit, people who just want to chill, kind of like a secret corner where you can have your lunch. Or like if you're a mother and need to breastfeed, there's these great little corners as well as they have really good mothering centers. Nice. The one in Disneyland on Main Street is amazing, by the way. I know your child is not breastfeeding, <laughs> but... Um, we'll pretend so we can go I inside got, and see. Yeah, I got reminded because... I got saw a video on TikTok, but they have a center on Main Street off the corner, and it's great for people who are breastfeeding because they have like little chairs and like a water station you can Aww. fill up your like water jug. They have bottle warmers and formula so nice. like changing tables and like little corners where you could like actually have a booth to be private if you're pumping or whatever yeah. and then also if you're pumping you can bring your pump to disneyland and they'll store it for you all day that is awesome so it's like a night and like also if you just want to take a break with your toddler and just have a nap you could chill in there and you're not like in public out in the sun and out stuff. in the sun yeah. so like imagine it's air conditioning pro mom tips if you cool. want to like chill there's so many little corners that are disneyland is very accommodating to they have like places to like store things it's it's you just have to ask but like cool. i always liked finding those like tiny little corners of stuff but nice. like it's nice anyway that sounds awesome Oh, I'm so excited for you to go to disneyland yeah oh, dude i i'm also very very excited uh so that that's keeping me on the up and up right now um yeah so we are going to talk speaking of disneyland we're talking about traveling to faraway lands today mm-hmm. we're talking about traveling we're talking about where we have traveled to where we'd like to travel in the future and um yeah 
Yeah, we're going to go a little farther than Disneyland, though. A little farther than Disneyland. uh, Disneyland, We might touch on local cultures a little bit, maybe, but... There's uh, some world traveling. There's some worldly things. I know we're all hunkering and hankering for it because we've been trapped in the COVID lands. So once everything starts opening up, uh, you best believe traveling is on my agenda. That's for damn sure. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Fly. In this podcast. Pop culture. Hello, pop culture. My name is Britt. How are you doing? Hello. Hi. I heard you guys were talking about food last week. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's me, pop culture. I'm talking. Snacks. <laughs> so anyway, I have, a, I have a little pop culture story uh, about food, about snacks. It's about one of America's favorite snacks, every high person's favorite snack. It is Flaming Hot Cheetos. Woo, 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 woo. We love Flaming Hot Cheetos here. So spicy, the little finger licking. Oh, in this household, we love them. Uh, That was the first quarantine snack we ran to Walgreens when we heard the world was shutting down. We're like, Flaming Hot Cheetos! Forget toilet paper. There's a picture on Instagram of my daughter holding a Hot Cheetos bag at Walgreens. Like, this is it. This is quarantine. I mean, if you think about it, though, you would need lots of toilet paper for said Flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh, yeah. But... Don't worry, my story is better than Flaming Hot Poops. It is, this is the creation of Hot Cheetos. So once upon a time, once upon a time at the Frito-Lay factory, there was an older Mexican janitor who was looking at all the Cheetos in the warehouse. He was like, you know what make these Cheetos better? If they were spicy. Yeah. If they were spicy. And so he goes to the Frito-Lay execs, and he's like, hello, sirs, we got to make a, a Cheeto that's spicy. It's going to make you millions. And then they were like, you're brilliant. And then he made the hot Cheetos, and they're like, this guy's amazing. And they made him uh, one of the top executives at Frito-Lay Factory. <laughs> and that is how hot Cheetos were born. That, that my friends... Is the American dream. It's a lie. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Why? Why? I was so happy. Why? <laughs> to make this funny, I told Megan the story earlier, so what you're hearing is her faking. I'm still horrified. <laughs> My dream's being shattered. It's still it is, horrific. It's still sad. It's still really, really sad. But um, basically what happened is that there was a white lady in the Midwest who came up with Flaming Hot Cheetos. But, however, the story was so compelling and awesome that they're like, you know what? We're going to give we're gonna give Janitor the credit. And the, the Janitor does take credit. He's like, of course. But they did some – NPR did some investigating, and then they learned that. As NPR does. Nothing more than an urban legend. I don't know why they thought – we're like, let's go after this store, amazing story, you know, and bring this guy down. I don't know what, who – Let's shatter dreams. Let's yeah, just be let's racist. Just shatter let's just dreams. fucking fuck shit up. Cool. Honestly, you know what? Maybe the person who wrote this article is a little racist because they're like, people are always complaining that white people take Mexican culture. Well – Mexicans are taking credit for white people taking Mexican culture. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> that was literally in the article. Oh, I really wish I, I oh have my to God. pull it up. Okay. Like, the, just the, okay. I had a phrase that I found on TikTok that really, like, 
portrays this. What in the caucasity, caucasity is this? this. Here we that go. is some caucastic bullshit. Mexicans can also take credit for stuff just like white folks can. That's what he said. Yeah, what in the caucasity what is in the this caucasity world? is this? Oh, it's so freaking funny. It says, okay, so apparently Mexican-Americans were angry at this story because there's a deep desire of Mexican-Americans to have a hero who looks like them that also plays to some of the anger and backlash here. Okay, so... Yeah. If anything, it's the white people actually choosing but, to take Mexican culture, appropriate it, and then actually be like, no, no, just kidding. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's to so actually but, believe that, like, if it was invented by a white lady, like, great, good for the white lady. But, like, why then bring up the janitor to yeah, bring so, legitimacy to the spicy but, Cheeto? <laughs> uh, right. I know. That's fucking weird. <laughs> what in the caucasity? But... The good thing is, is that it true? It is an American dream because he truly did go from janitor to vice president Frito Lay. It just he did. Right. He there just, we go. He just he didn't invent hot Cheetos. Okay. Well, he, he able to like end. pull himself by his bootstraps, and therefore, well done, American well done. Dream. Who is this white lady though? Why did she? I don't think know. It? They were just they just said Midwestern white lady. Okay, okay. All right. First of all, I could admit that it, <laughs> There's gotta be a name. it could be a white lady. I will I will agree to that. I do not believe she's Midwestern. Because uh, yeah, they don't have spicy food. They don't there. do spicy food no, in the Midwest. Like I, doubt it I mean, as well. good lord. Like, no no no. You go to certain states and certain things that are spicy are not They're not spicy. spicy. Yeah. So. Nice try. Iowan. Yeah. <laughs> Iowan Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Mildred. Mildred. You not invite, invent the cheetah. Anyway, that's my pop culture. It's not, I don't even, that, that's past pop culture. It's just something I read and I just had to share. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What in the caucasity is, is all that? That's what I have to say. Um, my pop culture, unfortunately, is kind of sad. Um, I don't know. All y'all millennials, I'm sure, know this movie, uh, School of Rock. I hope so. With Jack Black, who is a that's icon. Cool. Um, basically it's about a movie and this guy who ha- wants to form a rock band somehow gets shanghaied into being like a substitute teacher for this band class and then he makes this little band out of like these musical prodigy children and they turn out great anyway it's a really great movie it's really funny it's Jack Black it's classic and seeing him interact with like these kids it's just it's amazing um, but unfortunately one of the stars the children's stars of this movie. This movie came out in 2003. So these children, quote unquote, they were in, you know, like what, fourth grade back then. Yeah. They're now, well, this guy was 32 years old. So he's my age. And he passed away on Monday. He was riding his bicycle in Chicago and got hit by a car. Damn. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. So Kevin Clark, the star from School of Rock, he was the little uh, drummer kid. Yeah. He's kind of, I forgot, like, his specific name as a as like his actor role mm-hmm. but he was kind of like this like little spazzy kid mm-hmm. and they like jack black called him like spaz mcgee like a couple of times because <laughs> oh, he was yeah. just like just a little frantic and that's what made him such a good drummer is because he was just like naturally so just kind of spastic and yeah. energy and um they were his mom was talking about like his whole interview and his audition and he is not like a classically trained drummer if there's such a thing <laughs> But he was just naturally talented. 
as were many of these kids on this movie, they kind of like one of their first movie starting roles was this movie. And a lot of them ended up being really amazing musicians. A few of them are in bands, all these kind of things. Yeah, except for, yeah, and then there's Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> um, she's doing fine, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this this poor kid, you know, well, he's now not a kid now. He's 32. He's my age. And uh, he got hit by a car. That's and it's, so sad. it's very sad. I mean, every every life lost in that kind of way is always tragic. Yeah. Um, just something to bring up, too. Like, the the driver that hit him she did the right thing. She stopped. It was clearly an accident. There yeah. was no under the influence or anything that they've reported so far. But um, just a gentle reminder for all you people, when you're driving, the oh, text can wait. Um, you're, you change the song in a minute. Um, check your blind spots. Check your mirrors. Because bicycles, yes, can come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is... They're, of course, they're still in the lane, but they're still moving at the same somewhat rate as you are. But here's the other thing that they don't have that you have. You're in a freaking 12,000 pound, you know, fucking metal car. You're an elephant. <laughs> you're basically like just riding down the street, whether you're on a side street or on a freeway. You basically got like 1,200 pounds of metal just surrounding you. A bicycle has no chance, whether you're going 30 miles an hour or you're going 70 miles an hour. So just be courteous and be aware and just look because bicyclists are human and it's it's dangerous. So like it's just it, it broke my heart because, you know, this is a 32-year-old man whose life is now gone because of an accident, <sighs> thoroughly just an accident. And like, yes, it's getting more, you know, notoriety because he was at one point an actor. But it happens all the time. But it happens all the time. And it's really sad and really scary. And it's just, let's check your blind spots. Obviously, accidents happen. I mean, she clearly did the right thing and, like, stopped and, like, was probably traumatized from it. Absolutely. Like, please, girl, go to therapy. Like, do all the things. It's not your, it's not your fault, but also, like, learn from this shit. Like, who knows what she could have been doing. That's true. And it's just, like, you know, you hope that she wasn't doing anything stupid. Yeah. But, you know, even if you do something mildly stupid, like check your phone, it's a consequence when it yeah. comes to someone's life. So, ooh, yeah. So that, that broke my heart. I love that movie very much. And, like, he's one of those actors, too, that, like, I'm sure he did, like, small acting roles or whatever. But he's just living his normal Joe life. Probably yeah. biking home. No, I think that's a good, it's a really good reminder for people to not check their phones. Because I've been guilty sometimes where I'll, like, be oh tempted gosh. to check my phone. And then I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, no. I, I It's I, not worth it. I am so bad at it. So it was one of those moments where, like, I saw this happening in my brain. And I had just gotten back from dropping something off at work. And was just like, oh, I was looking at my phone and then got in the car and it's just like you just kind of like start to like rethink your life and you're just like oh geez so gentle reminder bicyclists are out there motorcyclists are are out there there. like just be aware i know it's really scary i mean gosh car accidents happen way way too often than we'd like to admit Mm -hmm. um but yeah no just just be aware I mean, gosh, when I was coming home from editing the other night from here, there was a huge accident by my house. Yeah, and, like, 
I was on the freeway just stuck and I was irritated because I was like, oh my God, it's late. I want to go home. I just got back from podcast editing. Like what's going on? And then I'm literally like a foot away from my exit and I sat there for like 45 minutes. And I was like, what the hell? And I got grumpy about it. But then I like finally, like they opened things up and I saw a tow truck go by and then every sudden things started moving. And then in the corner of my eye, I saw just a ripped piece of metal and the full barrier was just fucking destroyed. And I was like, oh, someone really got into a really bad accident. And then I felt guilty because I was like, I'm complaining about coming home late and being stuck in this stupid traffic where I'm like, oh, dude, someone like seriously got injured because that metal barrier between the freeway and the carpool lane was wrecked, like destroyed. Like someone probably like got seriously injured and or passed away so you're just kind of like you feel awful because you're like oh this is real like but it's you're kind of in a weird outer body experience because it's not happening to you but then you all of a sudden start to feel like what if it was me what if i had left 20 minutes earlier Ah!" yep so it's just all the time so long story short life is short please be careful it's scary out there My favorite time of the day it's beverage break time so yeah so um as per tradition i like to bring a beverage of sorts if i have the time which most of the time i do um and i stop by a local joint and get some craft beers and uh today i got some from <clears throat> to, to make myself clear this is from the brewery but this is specifically from offshoot beer company that's confusing to me so (laughs) and it was confusing to me and then i explained it to myself when i like googled it because someone else asked me okay so what's the difference between the brewery and offshoot because it's brewed and canned by offshoot so when the owner i forget his name opened up the brewery he specifically made a pact and this is on their website being like, I am not going to brew these types of beers. Oh, because they're only sours, huh? Yeah. So they're, let me find the website. Anyway, so he specifically was like, I'm not going to do IPAs. I'm not going to do these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So when the demand came for said beers, it's an offshoot. Yeah, <laughs> so it's owned by the same people. <laughs> But it's not, quote unquote, technically by That's the brewery. That's so funny. They're like, God damn it, we have to make it. Let's just call it a different so, business. Yeah, so it's basically like a side business. Um, let, me find, let me find the actual oh, like so about funny. us thing. But anyway, so this is their, their West Coast IPA. The can is so pretty. It's called Better Together. It has little sparrows. And I think those are sparrows. Yeah, it's really good. So, um... The brewery itself has always been kind of, they want to do something different, always something kind of funky. They don't necessarily just do sours, but they do a lot of like fun barrel age stuff, but they always wanted to do something different. Yeah. And, um, you know, like the easy drinking beers were not really part of their radar. And then eventually I think they had enough people being like, they want something a little crisper and lighter. Cause I mean, everyone was doing IPAs. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of their way to... They still are doing IPAs. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a way for them to do it, but not quite. I mean, Commit. 
I mean, just, I want to find, like, the quote. All right, so this is off their website. <clears throat> what is Offshoot? Which is what many people ask. They're like, wait a minute, is this the brewery? Is this Offshoot? What is this? <clears throat> so, according to the website, years ago, our founder, Patrick Rue, made a promise to never brew an IPA. As time went on, our adventurous brewers knew that they could make world-class hop forward beers, so Offshoot was born as an offshoot of the brewery, all while keeping Patrick's promise <laughs> that the brewery would never make an IPA, <laughs> which to me is, like, brilliant, but also, like, it's cheating. Hmm. It's cheating on hmm. your company. I mean... I'm kidding. It's not cheating. It's, it's not cheating. I mean, it's, it's the most awesome loophole ever where it's like, we're never going to make an IPA because that's what everyone does. We're going to do like crazy shit. But then also like, then you realize that like, oh, a lot of people really like this stuff. So here we go. So it's like, it's almost like a sub brand of said brand. So when you see the brewery, it's like not just barrel aged stuff and not just sour stuff. Yeah. But, like, they do a lot of, like, you know, they have, like, a Hellas lager. They do other light, crispier things. That's, I guess that's kind their, of nice. Their goal they're staying to, true to their name. Yeah, they're being adventurous. They're being kind of funky. And then for their basic beers, their basic bitch beers, they have offshoot. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of it. So they're being inclusive to yeah, the beer community. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of those things where, like, you want to make a niche, especially when you're first starting out in craft industry to, like, have a thing and that's kind of what what keeps people the, interested the, yeah the yeah brewery what it is today and then as they got bigger they're like oh well we can branch out we can have an offshoot of stuff um yeah so i mean i've obviously i i love all their brewery clever, brewery clever. stuff like mm. i love a sour sours don't love me they give me heartburn mm. so i've always been kind of a crispy boy kind of gal yeah. like <laughs> I have tartar darkness waiting for you whenever your heart is ready. Jeez, oh, as I just choke on myself. That's not beer related. I just randomly like inhaled weird. Um, but yeah, no, like I love a sour. And some sours I am totally fine and have no heartburn. But there's other ones that are like, I need to figure this out. And that's kind of why I have been regularly going to the brewery because yeah. I've only really had this problem with them. And, like, beer people, please let me know what's going on. Like, certain beers, not even just sours, not even sours, I will have heartburn at this location, but then I will have it later. And my roommate's like, it's probably what you ate. Like, don't think it's the beer. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I immediately get heartburn. Do you get heartburn from, like, cheese and milk? No. Oh. I don't even get heartburn from spicy food. Mm. It's more of, like... I will randomly have a beer and then my chest starts hurting and I'm like, oh, it's not even really a sour. Like, why is my chest hurt? But, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? It just could be just, it could be many factors. I'm trying not to think it's going to be beer because I love beer so much and yeah. I'm not going to get rid of it ever. So I'm, I'm going to bet that it's probably food based, okay. but, <laughs> um, I have this been, I have been slowly like, Trying to figure out if it's a specific hop allergy that I have. Oh, good point. Um, yeah. Or a certain yeast. Um, certain sours have certain yeasts involved and different fermentations. So if there's an allergen there, then I can kind of pinpoint it. But then here's the thing, though, is when you're in a brewing facility, 
whether you try to keep things away or not, there is some mild risk of cross-contamination, kind mm-hmm. of like someone with a gluten allergy. Yeah, for sure. So I think that might be the thing. I think there is a beer that has an ingredient that I'm very allergic to. And certain beers are more touching near it than other ones have. Mm-hmm. Because I'll be at the brewery and I'll be like totally fine and have no heartburn. But then I'll have one and I'll have heartburn. And I'm like, wait, I didn't get a sour. So Why right. do I have heartburn? Yeah. But then I'll have a sour somewhere else. And I'm like, I'm totally fine. What's the fucking deal? Yeah. So I'll figure it out. I am not taking away from beer yet, and I love the brewery very, very much, and I love Oshoot very, very much. And yeah, so this West Coast is lovely. Tasty. I haven't ever gotten it in a can form. I've only had it on tap, so having it in a can and knowing it's delicious. So tasty, yeah. It's lovely. Good good show, good Good. show. Thank you for sharing. Yes, there's one. Would you say it's better together? Yes, it's (laughs) it's very much better together. We have one can left, too, and it's like... 6.7, 6.7, so it's pretty low for a West Coast, but still high enough for where you're like, toasty. Yeah. <gasps> toasty? Toasty, toasty, toast. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're better together, no matter what kind of weather. On the West Coast, we make the best toast. Near and far, <laughs> our friends, <laughs> we, we care far. <laughs> on the west coast we do make the best toast i'm just saying <laughs> cheers cheers ignore the last two yes uh, the, the cup the last couplet ignore it oh yes well done the end yum All right, now we go to a faraway place. Just kidding. Just imagine we are because coronavirus is keeping us at home. So we decided to reminisce on places once been, once <laughs> where we've been. Um, so yeah, traveling is something that my family just, well, my mom said the family is obsessed with traveling. I've been watching the travel channel since I was in kindergarten. Oh, I um, love the travel I channel. I love Samantha Brown is awesome. Anthony Bourdain, all the classics. They are amazing. Um, my grandma on my mom's side has been all over the world. She's constantly telling us about her travels. And I think that put a travel bug in both my mom and in us. But so I've, uh, us being, uh, my siblings. So I've been uh, kind of just around like the sou- southern states, all of them from California to Florida. I've done all of those. Um, been to Mexico uh, twice. I got the very, very fortunate opportunity to go to Peru thanks to a um, ex-boyfriend's family who loved me. Aww. And I loved them. They were very kind. And I didn't tell my dad until the day of. But that's nice. A, that's an entirely different story. Um, my, did you pet a llama? I did not get to pet oh. a llama. I mean, I I got I saw plenty of llamas, oh. but I did not get to pet one. They kind of scare me, oh, uh, just a little. They bit. are pretty terrifying. Yeah, they are pretty scary. Um, my the grandma who loves to travel. I I feel like I'm very I'm very fortunate. I'm very uh, what's the word privileged when it comes to travel my travels as a young adult, because my grandma took me to France. My mom and her uh, midlife crisis took me and my sister to the UK and to Ireland. 
So I've been to been to a lot of places. I haven't been to Asia yet at all or Africa. Uh, I would love to go one day. I'd love to go many places one day. Uh, but I guess we'll see. One with having a kid. Two with coronavirus. <laughs> three with money. Um, yeah, money. That's the worst thing about traveling. It's just how much it costs. So much. Money. So much. Nothing else. Nothing else bothers me more than the financial aspect of it. Um, but yeah, all of all of these really impacted me and how I saw the world. The wall. The world felt bigger and smaller at the same time. Just seeing like being in France and I saw Obama's face everywhere. That was a trip. Or being in uh, the UK and seeing this giant mural of um, announcing the new LCD sound system album, which. I had seen just a like a month prior in Los Angeles. I'm just like, we're all connected. And um, yeah, the, another funny thing about travels is um, my family's consumption of alcohol and traveling. <laughs> uh, like in Peru, it, the drinking age was very young. And so I got drunk for the first time oh, abroad. And I, like, hiked Machu Picchu hungover out of my mind. <laughs> and the tour was only in Spanish. And so I was just trying to, because my boyfriend spoke uh, Spanish. And um, I was, like, pretty fluent. It's and also, like, they also speak Portuguese, too, right? In Peru? In Peru? Oh, I Maybe. mean, it's close enough to it's Brazil. It's very similar. Very it's similar. Very, it's very close. I didn't speak to anyone in Portuguese, um, nor did he meet any Brazilians. Funny enough... Uh, Japanese culture is popular in Peru. Oh. There was a lot of, uh, f- they were just called fusion restaurants, and it was half Peruvian, half Japanese. Yum. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty wild. Um, so that was fun, getting blasted out drunk in Machu Picchu. I'm kidding, it was the worst experience ever. I'll go hike it again. But uh, in the UK and Ireland, one, Ireland, you go there to drink beer, drink more more beer than i ever have i gained so much weight in ireland uh and in the uk as well but my mom and my sister loved to drink so they were every like they would wake up and like we would get a cocktail and just it was the it's the weekend of the week of partying but i didn't party that much so i guess i have one funny little story uh we've talked about dating apps on this show before (laughs) So I'll share one of my dating app stories. Um, I was in Ireland with my mom and my sister, and they were partying a little bit too hard for me. And also, they act belligerent. They're belligerent drunks. They'll start talking about politics to the the bartenders. Yeah. They just want to talk to everyone, and they talk in a very aggressive tone. Yep. You love them, but you're just like, shh. (laughs) You don't have to do this. Not everyone views the same way as you. You don't, yeah, exactly. My mom. One thing my mom did that I hated so much is that we were in a, we were in a modern art section of this UK museum, and she was yelling about how stupid, uh, modern art is, and no. then they had to just like oh. usher her out, and I was just like, oh my god, I was fast walking into so embarrassed. Yeah, I was fast walking into like a different exhibit. I was just like, I don't know her, I don't know her, stupid Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, but in the UK, I just couldn't. Ha- I'm mean, no Ireland. I couldn't handle it anymore. And so uh, I would just was like, I'm going to go on an adventure. So I hopped on Tinder. And there's a lot of tourists on there, obviously, who are trying to get oh, in there. Oh, yes. Their vacation That's the place. first thing I would do. I'd be getting off the airplane and be like, and Hot European location. boys. 
and gonna find a farmer and yeah. live my Highlander life that I want. The, it would be the Princess Bride or something. Yes. Full, full Princess Bride. <laughs> gonna find me an Irish man. Oh my god, that's oh. what I wanted to do so badly. I just wanted to fall. What happened to my mom's best friend? She met Heck her yes. future husband and, oh. on a UK trip. Dreams. And I love. I loved Irish boys growing up, at least when I watched YouTube. And so I was like, I have to find an Irish boy. <laughs> and so I found, but again, then again, I was, I did realize I was in a foreign country. I am a young female yeah, by myself. Danger, danger. Exactly. I was only 22. And so I found the least threatening looking man on the app. His name was Kieran. Kieran. And he was like this very skinny, ginger, oh. Ron Weasley, oh, Irish Ron boy. Ron Weasley, a little Ron. I love it. And so I started, I started talking to him, and uh, he saw that I liked a lot of like indie films, and he's like, "Oh, let me take you to this indie theater. We'll go watch a movie, um, and then we'll go to a bar afterward." And I was like, "Okay, that sounds great." And so I went to like this uh, really small indie. A uh, very small indie theater, and this like girl sold us a ticket, and he was like, "That girl's in one of the biggest Dublin girl rock bands. Like that's oh. so cool. You got to meet her. Like just wait one day, she's gonna be big." And oh my her band was actually on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh cool! Not too long ago. That they're rad. like the new. They're gonna be like the new cranberries. I yes. love the cranberries, but they're like it's so cool. Anyway, that was a little random thing. I have this Phoebe Bridgers magazine, and they're in the magazine. I'm just like, she sold me a ticket in Ireland. That's awesome. Yeah. But anyway, so we went on that date. It was really, and then uh, my mom was, and my sister were blowing my phone. I told them I was going out on a date, and they were like, you're so stupid. I was like, but they're drunk, so I didn't care. I was like, whatever, y'all are stupid. We, there's a certain point of a vacation, you start getting angry. Oh, yeah, you're like, I want to get away from you. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'll try to wrap this up quick. It's basically... Hey, I told them, don't worry, guys, he's taking me to this bar, and we're going to sit there and just want to have drinks, and uh, this is the location. It's not too far from where we're staying, hmm. and uh, they didn't respond, and so I second, we're are having a great date. We're just chit-chatting, and then <clears throat> all of a sudden, in the corner of my eye, I see, like, two little weasels. She's like, <laughs> it's my mom and my sister, and they're, like, they're to spy. They found their way across town. Oh, my God. To, not across town, but they found their way to the bar, and they were just going to spy on me, and I was just, like, so mortified. <laughs> like, this is such a great date, and now my mom and my sister are here. And I, it's easy for me to ignore them, but, again, when they're drunk, they do stupid things. And so I went to the bar. I went to the bathroom. And I texted them. I'm like, please leave me alone. Please leave me alone. I'm oh, having no. a really great time. This guy's no. very kind. And I want to, like, just stay away. And then I go back. And Kieran's like, oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe it. And I, was like, I was like, what happened? Oh, no. He was like, you went to the bathroom. And these girls, this, this woman, she ran up. And she just wanted to, she asked me if she could have your beer. And I said, no, that's my girl's beer. And they were like, and she just took a sip and ran away. <laughs> and there was another one, too, just laughing. And, and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> that's weird. Oh, my God. And then I seen them cross the bar going. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Kieran. 
Um, so it seems you've met my mom and my sister. Oh my god. Guys, come on over. It's oh like my one god. of those reality TV shows where like these are the actors. They they all shake hands, laugh it off, like but it's no, not actors, it's my life. Family. <laughs> it's my life. And so he just laughed and my mom was just like, We're just seeing if you're if you're a good guy. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, 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 it's so funny. And I'm like, and then they left. They're like, okay, glad to see you guys are having fun. Bye. And I was so mortified. Just like, I was like, oh I want to go home. That's nice amazing. That's fine, though. He ended up taking me on another date, like another day that I was there. And so I, I got my little escape with my Irish boy. Oh, cute. He, he sounds like Irish uh, Kermit the Frog. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> So yeah, that was my that's my favorite traveling story. Oh, I love that so yeah. much. But yeah, where where have you been? I'm sorry. I no, no, on. I love it. Um, so traveling is high on my list of priorities, especially as I've been a single woman. Um, I've unfortunately been kind of dragged down with like you know money and the jobs I had before. I couldn't really take a lot of time off, and I never got to really travel as a young person just because. My family didn't have a lot of money, but now um, I have kind of an opportunity with my job where I can like take time off. I have money saved up where I can go travel. So I'm super excited. Once the world opens up, I mean, I'm out of here and just going to go and and do stuff. Where I've traveled before is um, quite a few like states um, with the job that I've worked with as well. I've I've gone to a few states for like competition type things. like, I've been to, like, Colorado and Texas and um, Arizona, kind of, like, all those little states. We went yeah. on, like, a little mini Grand Canyon trip when we were kids growing up, oh, and that was cool. a fun little road trip. Uh, I had cousins that lived in New Hampshire for a very long time, and one year we did a family reunion. So I we went to the East Coast for the first time when I was 14, 13 or 14. Nice. Uh, I remember being very excited because um, – we had a stop in Boston, and it was right around the time you started learning about the American Revolution. So I think it was, it must have been seventh or eighth grade that I went. I could be wrong. But either way, like, because I was going to all these places that were historical for the revolution, I got to do kind of like a little report on it. Oh, so we so went cool. through, like, Boston, and I was, like, taking pictures of all these, oh, like, different monuments. and special. And then, like, I had a little report for my teacher, and I was – I'm still a big nerd, but I was really, like, nerding out about all the things. I bet. Um, and I was really into, like, Revolutionary War history, like, back then, too, so I was, like, very excited. But, yeah, New Hampshire was really, was really fun. I always love, like – States that are have a lot of trees and land and whatever. Mm-hmm. The uh, fireflies there too. Yeah, just it was just nice being on like oh, and then uh, when we were little kids, we had friends, family friends that lived in Washington, mm-hmm. so I got to go to like Washington and Seattle, and we spent like some summer there. And uh, our family friends had like this beautiful land, and uh, they had a lake on their property. And so I'm like probably eight or nine years old, and I'm living my best life. I am out in the woods I would wake up and I would go to like the lake and I'd put on my little like little boots and I would go catch frogs and tadpoles Mm -hmm. and banana slugs and swing on rope swings (laughs) and like catch fireflies and do all the cute things and then they had a little ATV off-roader thing so I'm like nine years old on a little ATV (laughs) just getting dirty and like I loved all those kind of things so mainly like states kind of traveling um went to Mexico when I was 
15 or like, yeah, just about, just right before high school, my mom, my dad went on like a little like weekend vacation with like his girlfriend at the time and brought me and my brother and I'm like a teen. I'm like, this is lame. This cruise ship is lame. I'm just lame. So I ended up like making friends with some like random like teens and like hanging yeah. out at like the teen, teen club, club and the teen club. I know what you're talking about. And like you go to like the little dance club and the guy's like, do you want to dance? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, maybe I'll get a kiss. And then you like make out a little bit. And then he's like, oh, you want to like come hang out in my room? And I'm just like, no. And then you leave. <laughs> And then you see them later at the buffet, and you're like, oh, my God, like, we held hands awkward. <laughs> we played mini golf at, like, 2 a.m. We ate ice cream, and it's like you just, like, pretend you don't know each other because yeah. you're with your family, and you're like, I'm so embarrassed. Um, and that was, like, Catalina and Sonata, so, I mean, it was very, like, touristy Mexico. Yeah. Um, but I really – It's I still, still fun. It's yeah. still fun. I still got have, like, little souvenirs and things like that from, from Mexico from there. Um, my first abroad trip, actually, like out of the country country, was also for work. Mm-hmm. And it was for, uh, uh, it was in Guatemala. Guatemala. And uh, I, gosh, it was really exciting because it was the first time I had like a passport and all this kind of stuff. But like my thing was, one, I was nervous because it was a work trip. And two is I didn't really know any Spanish. Oh, man, I'd be mortified. And so, and, like, it's, it's embarrassing enough because, like, my mom's maiden name is Martinez. Like, I have family members that speak Spanish. But, like, my mom's generation was kind of told in the 70s, like, mm, don't, don't speak Spanish. Don't speak Spanish. Like, if assimilate. Gonna, assimilate, try not to be white, all this kind of – or try not to be brown, be white, all that kind of stuff. So, like, it was a little disappointing – finding out later that I'm like oh wow like I actually have like some culture and we just kind of got whitewashed just a little bummer but Guatemala was super exciting because we were in I was in a a country like that I had never been to before and it was out of the United States and so and it wasn't Mexico so I'm like oh this is gonna be great it was a work trip though so I'm like on edge because like work is helping pay for these things and I'm just like oh gosh like but I want to have fun Luckily, I was going with a coworker, which you may know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so I went with a work trip with Brittany's fiance. Hey. And uh, he was my little travel buddy. We also got to travel for another trip um, for Santa Cruz, though. We ended up being kind of like work travel buddies, which was always like really fun because he was always just like super chill and I was a good wing woman for him. Mm-hmm. so I always would end up like meeting like girls and then he'd be like hello hi how are you and I'm like go talk to them goodbye and then I would go hang out with the boys and like vice versa so we were just like good buddies and then also he knows Spanish so I was like oh thank god I'm so glad you're because I was worried they were gonna pair me up with another person and I was not happy for it I was like you do not I do not want to go on a trip with him I would not feel safe he would ditch me and then work was like oh you know you're gonna go with him instead and I'm like yay I feel safe because it's like big brother like mentality mm-hmm. like he would protect me so I'm like okay thank god so we end up going on like our little trip and uh one of the best things about him is because he's such a flirt as you know mm-hmm. um he would always like flirt with like the stewardesses and then distract them while they were pouring me my airplane liquor beverage. Wow. So I'm like holding my liquor and he's just like chatting with them in Spanish and they like forgot that they were still pouring the rum for my rum and coke and I'm like okay. holding the cup and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> So I'm and I'm just a terrible flyer so I told him I was like like I just need a little more booze and then I'll be pleasant on the plane 
It's great. So he would always, like, sneak me extra booze and whatever, and, like, it was great. So he was a good travel buddy. He did steal my, my airplane like pillow. Photos. I love that photo. <laughs> That's a good photo. <laughs> the best. Because he made fun of me. On the ride there, he was like, why did you bring a net pillow? That's lame. You're stupid. And I'm like, shut up. Leave me alone. You're, you're just jealous. And then on the way sure, back. He needed it. The way back, he was so hungover from, like, having a rip roaring good time that he stole it and was sleeping in the airplane. <laughs> and I came back from the bathroom, and he's just like... Like open mouth yeah, snoring oh, and I'm and I'm like too. videoing too. I'm like hee hee hee. And people were like walking by and they're like, What are you doing? And I'm like, It's my coworker, he's asleep. Ah, look at him, look at his stupid face. <laughs> so funny. But the best story was okay, so so work, don't listen. <laughs> Shh, don't listen. You know who you are. Just stop. It was fine. So uh Mr. So and So is a partaker of the of the marijuana so of the of the marijuanas. I am not a smoker, but I understand that some people need it to like sleep or relax yeah. or whatever. Eat, eat. You know, it's really helpful for a lot of people. If I didn't have a job that would drug test, I would do it just so I could sleep because mm-hmm. I know it's very helpful. Um, medicinal stuff, yay, good things. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is, when you're traveling abroad, especially through the airport, you cannot take things with you. So you have to kind of like plan ahead. Mm-hmm. When you're going to a foreign country, um, you you better have a game plan if it requires you to go to sleep because you can't take it on the plane or you just need to be okay with not having it for like four days. Yeah. He was not. Mm-hmm. And so by day two of our trip, he hadn't really slept or really eaten anything. Also, like the food was kind of off it wasn't it didn't make any of us sick but we were just like the water there's some different bacteria yeah so like none of us got sick thank god because we like we had our own like little wings of our little casita which was very cute you like walked up and this tiny old lady who was probably four feet tall only spoke spanish was like ushering us around and like he was trying to like tell her like oh like this and i'm just like i don't know she's saying but she was just like showing us around the little area and it was like this open little house and it had a really cool little rooftop and uh, when I couldn't sleep I would go and like sit on the rooftop by myself and just sit with like a glass of wine and it was just like oh this is nice and then the cannons would go <laughs> so nice. it, we went to Guatemala Antigua so it's it's very much like a touristy town but they still have like these like weird ruins and buildings and stuff and they always had like a cannon firing like 2 a.m and then the 2 a.m cannon fire would go off and then all the roosters would start growing so like neither of us got sleep for obvious reasons um he couldn't sleep because he needed some weed to go to sleep so by day two he's just like delirious and we're there for work so we would like learn and work at the little farm that we were visiting and things like that yeah we'd have shifts so we wouldn't really like see each other throughout the day unless we had like a day off but honestly we just were like oh goodbye and like i'd wave him he'd go to work and then i would hang out and then vice versa we'd just trade off um but when i had like finally saw him i was just like you look like crap he's like i haven't slept I haven't really eaten. I don't know. I, I, I need to find weed. And I'm like, okay, well, how does one do that in a country? He's like, oh, no, I like, I found a guy randomly like on my shift. He's going to like give us some. We're going to have to just meet him at this club. And I'm like, okay. So I'm already tired. So we were like wandering off to this club. And because it's a touristy spot, they have like these little like club corners of different, I want to say like different like whole hostels of different ethnicities. And that's how he found these people with drugs is because there's people that are expats. 
from Australia specifically, mm -hmm. a lot of those. And then like random British people and um, a few other like um, European countries. So that's where you found people that spoke English is these people that ran the bars and the clubs. Because yeah. you'd walk in and they'd be like, hello, how are you? And you're just like, oh, where am I? Because everywhere else, everyone's like four feet tall, like, you know, very traditional Guatemalan, which mm -hmm. is very different than Mexico in height, stature. But you just immediately know, oh, you're, you've been, you've born here. Same with Peruvians. Yeah. yeah, so they're all just like very cute, very small. Um, but then all the expats are all these tall, blonde people. So you're kind of like, oh, my gosh. So I, I saw so many, like, blonde hair, blue-eyed people that were just working there. But in, like, all the bars and stuff. So I guess he met someone that was like, oh, yeah, go here, go there, and whatever. So we go to, like, this club. And it's all, like, uh, neon light. I think it was called, like, the White Rabbit or some sort of, like, joke on Alice in Wonderland. We go in, and it's like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, just, like, like Euro pop, like, mm -hmm. weird music. I'm just like, oh, God. And I'm, like, awkward and uncomfortable at clubs. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just standing here. And, like, I'm drinking my beverage. And everyone's just, like, mm, clubbing. And I'm just like, oh, man. So he, like, drags me through this club because he's trying to find this person. And I'm just like, ugh, lame. So I, I walk outside because at this point in my adulthood, I was smoking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So I went to go out into, like, the little alleyway to like, go smoke a cigarette. And then all of a sudden, he runs out. He's like, I found someone. I found someone. He's, like, so excited. And I'm like, okay. So he, like, grabs my arm and, like, drags me through, like, the center. And I'm like, God, slow down. Like, and he was just like, I need this. I'm so excited. So he finally finds this random person. And this guy is, like, sitting with, like, a group of men. They're all very large questionable types and I'm like we're gonna get jumped we're gonna get stabbed we are in a foreign country it is like 2 a.m and we're trying to find drugs essentially and I'm like this is a nightmare for me and so I'm like standing off to the corner like smoking a cigarette like trying to look cool and like tough <laughs> he like walks up and he's just he's doing the same you could tell he was just like got this <laughs> so he like pumps himself up and then he like walks over there he's like hey man like, how's it going and i'm like <clears throat> like trying not to laugh like he's trying to be all cool and he's like oh man what's up and he's like oh i you know i hear you like got some stuff for me he's like oh yeah you're the american hold on hold on he like hands his homie his cigarette it's like literally like a stub like a little it's like this is like literally out of like a euro trip movie where like this guy is like the character caricature of himself he hands his little stump of a cigarette to his friend and then all of a sudden he was leaning on like a like a bench there's a lot of like little like uh, fountains and gardeny things and we're in this little like courtyard essentially and there's beautiful fountains and whatever i mean it would be beautiful it wasn't surrounded by like drunk people yeah so we like he leans on this, basically a, a, a fence, and reaches into, like, a, a hedge, a bush. <laughs> and I'm like, what is he doing? And he, like, leans back and, like, grabs into the bush. Out of nowhere, I just was, like, not even looking. He just, like, leans down, grabs it, pulls out a sunflower seed bag, and then, like, gives it to him, and they exchange whatever currency was needed. And then at this point, Ramon's uh, <laughs> fiance was like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, what? And so we like run back to our little like casita area. And it's a sunflower seed bag that's full of weed. Wow. And it's like, it looks like lumpy and weird. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And he dumps it out on the, the, patio, uh, the patio like kitchen table. And it's the shittiest weed I've ever seen in my life. Like just, it looked like dried broccoli. Like it was just oh, like, I was man. like. Did you just get some? I, I didn't. Like, what is this? 
And he was just like, motherfucker. It was just like so mad. And I'm like, I don't even want to know what you paid for that. But like, I'm going to go to bed. Good night. So I'm like going to bed and I'm like trying to sleep. And I like hear like just muttering and just and so like an hour later, I like come out and I'm like, you good, dude? He's like aggressively like picking off stems and seeds, just like just trying to get something to roll a joint. And he's just like at the verge of, I'm assuming tears. He's just like, I just, I mean, and I'm like, oh, they're there. Let me, let me help you. So I like managed to like sit down and I was like, all right, pour me a glass of wine. What do you need help with? I've never rolled a joint before. And so he taught me how to roll a joint. And then we sat till 4 a.m. rolling very sad, ugly joints so he could finally smoke something and then oh finally go to sleep poor thing hadn't slept for like Damn. probably 36 hours but then he finally so worked it was real weed yeah it not worked really. it worked enough to where he was not like upset because he also was grumpy too for the the days like the whole time i'm like oh hey like how's it going he's like fine and i'm like oh we really need to find you some weed i was like yeah I'm stupid <laughs> so when he finally got some in his system he was like pleasant to be around and then we had a day off and we like explored the ruins and shit and then he ditched me for this australian girl and then i was all alone and then i was sad and then i was mad at him at the airport because he left me alone for like literally like six hours and i was just like where the hell are you and he's just like i'm sorry i'll be home soon and i'm like you're stupid we're in a foreign country and i'm by myself and then a dog followed me home that night so like we had gone to the, the club again and that's where he ditched me and so then I was, and my phone barely worked. And I was like, where are you? And he's just like, busy. And I'm like, I hate you. I'm going back to the house. Like, please be safe. And then I like went and stopped by a little like pizza place and like was carrying my pizza. And then all of a sudden these wild dogs in the street started following me. And I'm like briskly walking with my pizza. And I'm like, ah, I'm scared. And then these little Vespas are like scooting by me and was like yelling in Spanish. And I'm like, you're not allowed to leave me alone in a foreign country ever again. Yeah, and then he came back later, and I was like, I hate you so much. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, whatever, it's cool. We we fly in like 12 hours, so uh, pack your shit, let's go. Oh, man, but it's still, like, super fun trip. Yeah. Got to see all sorts of, like, amazing ruins. And being sub, uh, immersed in different cultures, like, yeah. it's terrifying, but it's also, like, very humbling, and I think it's something necessary. Yeah. If able to do it, do it. It was, it was such a weird melting pot of, like, people that have always, like, grown up there and lived there their whole lives and, like, visiting all sorts oh, yeah. of really cool, like, farms and seeing them, like, grow, like, coffee and other things. There was a really cool volcano. Um, I really wish we had time to hike it. We just didn't have time. Yeah. Um, we were really only there for four days. I, I, it was a very short trip. I remember it being like technically five days, but two of those days were traveling because mm-hmm. you had to like get there and like all this kind of stuff. So like actually three full days of just being there, but like the the first day was all traveling and then the last day was all traveling. So it was just, it was a lot. And you had to go through like customs twice essentially to like get out of the country and then go through country. So like, yeah, I mean three, mainly three days. Um, but like, yeah, it was like a weird mixture of you got to meet all these people there that are like, oh yeah, like I'm from Australia and um, I came here on like a abroad trip. And I haven't left. Like, people, like, literally just, like, decided to just, like, uproot their life and stay there. And a lot of the girls that I talked to, too, that they were from, like, Australia or Europe or whatever, like, yeah, like, the money's really good. Um, I just don't really have anything, like, planned. And so I just, I ended up 
was planning on staying here for three months and I've been here for three years and you're just wild um and then like also like people that have lived there their whole lives and making these beautiful like crafts we went down on one of our little days off to go into the little like craft um markets where they're all selling their wares Mm -hmm. and nobody speaks any English and so like I just made him like translate everything and I bought all these I bought a little like traditional skirt and what was cute is they like they have to like measure you or whatever and I didn't know what to do and I'm like oh I want this one and then like he was talking to all of them and he's like all right stand there and I'm like what and then all of a sudden they like started like dressing me and I'm like hold standing there with these like little grandmas are like oh blah, 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 blah. and I'm just like oh thank you and he was just laughing at me the whole time and I'm just like they're like punching me like this and like oh and I'm just like what are they saying and he's like oh no, you're good <laughs> they were basically like saying like oh it's so beautiful like oh blah 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 <laughs> I'm just like oh God, thank you thank you ma'am um uh, and then they were all like trying to like hook me up with like their sons and stuff and he was just like no no she's good thank you though like, so um but I almost got married to some random dude he's oh, like no 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 uh basically like these grandmas like really wanted me to meet their sons and I was like oh my god please no like okay. no thank you um but uh yeah no it was it was a it was a wild fun fun time but a lot of I was mainly stressed the whole time because I had was working yeah and I'm just so you can't let go yeah and I was an I'm a nervous traveler it was nice to travel with a friend that like like I've known for so long where he was just like you're fine like you're good I'm like well, I'm so yeah. nervous man. he's like just shut up and have a beer and I'm like okay yeah, um I mean I was bummed mainly because the whole trip um was supposed to be like a month previous but then they had to reschedule it through work stuff for some reason because the other work trip person couldn't go that weekend, so our weeks got switched. Oh, I see. And so they scheduled it for me while I was on my period. So I'm literally bleeding in a foreign country that does not have the same accoutrements. And I, like, packed enough of this stuff, but then, like, I ran out of things. So, like, I had to, like, find a little, like, grocery store and, like, find stuff. Products. And my woman products and nothing's in English and I'm just like oh my god. Is this the same? So I'm like I'm nervous and like grumpy and cramping and then my coworker kept ditching me and I was just like this sucks. But like as much as like I was grumpy for the first half like once everything I started getting used to it then I got sad I was gonna leave. Yeah. Because it takes a while for me to like for sure. like accommodate my brain into where I was and especially during that time in my life I was just a very nervous human I think I would travel better now um oh hello uh, sorry but uh yeah no it was super fun I I love th- looking back on it I made a really I'll have to bring it next Wednesday but I made a really pretty booklet of our trip and it was all the different photos that I had taken of all the different oh, monuments and stuff. Nice. And it was super cool. I think I had printed out a few copies and stuff, too. I'll give to you guys. They were just, like, beautiful, like, monument photos and things like that. That's so super cool. It was fun. It was, good, it, was good, it was a good bonding friend trip, too. I think that's honestly, you brought up a good point. The best thing that you could do when you go on a trip is, like, sure, take it all in. But at the end of the day, uh, maybe write down what you did mm-hmm. or um, take pictures because on all of my trips that I've gone on uh, except for the Peru trip I um, kept a journal and so anytime my we were at a bar I didn't want to get into the rants that my sister mom were getting into so I would write my journal and so I have an entire journal about I always uh, wrote where I was sitting what I was drinking 
Um, like if it was a coffee shop, I was like, oh, I'm drinking Ethiopia from like the barn or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, or like the cocktail I was drinking and just all my thoughts, like what's going through my head is, and also what I was doing. And I've read back on my journals and there are so many thing, little things that you forget. Yeah. So I think pictures and like writing the memories down, it's going to be so important. So if you haven't traveled yet, do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like what made the trip for me was even though I was working the whole trip, even though I was nervous, even though I just like my anxiety was just through the roof that time, I still very much enjoyed it. There's still little snippets of memories of like moments of calm or like, um, one cool thing too is he made me more adventurous during the trip because like I was like, oh, I don't know. He was like, well, let's go explore. And so we randomly like went up to this little ruin and it was really cool when I'm taking all these photos and then all of a sudden he was like, hey, psst. And I was like, what? He's like, he like moved a little like cone and I'm like, what are you doing? We're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble in a foreign country. And he was like, he, he, he. You, you could imagine him just like giggling to himself. And he just like, like snuck away. And I'm like, damn it. So then I had to follow him. And then he like randomly found like a little alleyway. and was like, let's climb it. And I'm like, are you serious? Of course he would try to find to climb oh, something. Yeah. So he like found like a painter's. It's basically like an off limits like construction area. He found a painter's bucket and like propped himself up there and then I couldn't reach so then he like had to pull me up by my arm and then we're up on this like window rafter and I was like what are we gonna do now he's like let's go that way and I was like are you serious it was basically a ledge this big Mm -hmm. and we had to like scoot out of the (laughs) yeah out of the window yeah it's literally like a ledge that I was as long as like your feet essentially so we got into the window ledge shimmied down and then we were inside another part of the monument that you couldn't see and we we're just standing there and I was just like this is really cool yeah. but also I'm scared we're gonna fall and break our necks yeah but like I wouldn't have done that by myself so like having a friend that was like oh more yeah like let's go explore up. let's be more adventurous and I'm just like oh, I don't know see that's a good adventure buddy all my adventure buddies were alcoholics and so that's like <laughs> Like, my, uh, when I went to Peru, my boyfriend, he didn't understand alcohol either, but he got so belligerently drunk that his adventure was leaving the hotel room while I was barfing in the shower and went to go steal a vodka bottle that he doesn't remember stealing. Oh, I just remember waking up in the morning and being like, we didn't buy vodka. And it was definitely one of the ho- the hotels. Oh. Yeah, I mean, so. I... We, <laughs> Adventure buddies are good. Yeah, he got me to explore more. Also, he's always good at, like, offering a photo. Like, I'd be, like, taking a photo. And he's like, do you want a photo of yourself in front of this? And I'm like, oh, thank you, pal. And, like, I would hand him my phone. And I'm like, yay, yay. And I would do the same for him because, you know, obviously people want selfies and stuff. But then yeah. they want a photo of themselves. So we're just, like... Like, Instagramming for each other. Like, okay, now pose like this and then do that. Yeah, yeah, send that to her. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, so great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just, like, su- I'm just I'm just glad it was that work buddy and not the other guy that they were going to plan me with. I was like, I, I swear to God, I will quit. <laughs> I, I give up. Like, I'll, I'll tell you later who oh, they were no. trying to plan me up with. And I was like, hell no. no! <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, super, super fun. I can't wait to go on, like, trips again. Like, I know that we, uh, once the world seems a little bit more normal after, like, we get married, we want our honeymoon to be in Japan just because, like, we both have appreciation for Japanese culture. That is where I want to go. That Mm -hmm. is my number one place. Mm -hmm. I actually was planning a Japan trip before the world shut down. Damn. I was planning on saving up and, like, 
like going to pay off bills and whatever and was like looking ahead for second jobs and stuff before all this car stuff happened. This was like, what, two years ago? And I was talking with someone and one of our regulars at the job I was working at had just gone to Japan for a work trip. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. He was like a designer. And so he was designing like clothing wear and bags and stuff. And of course you go to Japan for like streetwear. It's fucking tight. So he's going and getting like Japan streetwear inspiration and he was telling me about like you've got to stay here and you got to go here and don't do this tours you think but do this and at that time too I was really into YouTube spirals of people who are expats and now live in Japan they married someone in Japan and I was just like spiraling down all these really cool things you can do there like um there's different islands I don't know if you're familiar with this but there's different islands where there's different animals that live there like there's an island of foxes and they're all oh, friendly, and they, you, like, Cats. feed them. Yeah, they have a cat one. They have bunnies. Like, all these animals that have just kind of accumulated there, and then Japan being cute, they're like, oh, well, here's, here's some carrots. Go feed the animals. And the yeah. animals, like, follow you. And there's, like, shrines and stuff mm-hmm. dedicated to them. But I just love the culture, the food, all the weird fashion stuff, everything. Oh, it's just everything yeah, I could ever want. so innovative. Museum arts. Oh, they're very work driven. They're like I, I think if that's actually a thing in Japan right now is that people just work so hard there, and there's like so much. It seemingly seems like there's a lot of respect for each other there, respect for their environment there. All like Japan just seems like a country that has its shit together. Um, I know they're going through something uh, now with like different strains of the virus there among the young population, but you know what? That's new for everyone. I won't blame them if they're a little yeah, bit messy nice. in one regard. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's next on the list. I know one day I definitely want to go to Norway just because I have family in Norway that uh, my mom saw before she passed away and I would love to go meet them too. Um, they got to stay at their house and like this little farm and up in uh, the mountains and I'm just like, wow, that looks so beautiful. And then I also want to go see Brittany France just because that's where like, I, was, I was named after Brittany France. I see it on my Trader Joe's soap. Aww. Like, I guess I got to go at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just the money thing. But, you know, we have a, we have a co, ex-co-worker, a friend, a best friend who is now a flight attendant. Maybe she could take us along on her yes. adventures sometime. And there's so much to do within our own country as well. Like, I have so many cities I want to visit. Uh, like, if there ever is an opportunity to go to uh pittsburgh that city recently has been catching my eye i don't know why same honestly like i have a few i've I've mentioned this before too but i definitely have a timeline of how long i'm willing to be in california um i really just want to do certain things and i don't think i can accomplish them by myself fiscally without a husband or partner in life not that i need someone it's more of like it's expensive here and it's really hard to buy land and property and do the things that i want to do by myself if i want to stay in california so i've already told family i've already told work i'm like y'all if i don't find someone by the time i'm 35 i'm moving to the midwest Mm -hmm. whether that's kansas pennsylvania idaho oklahoma I i don't give no fucks I'm going and I'm going to find a little fixer upper house and I'm going to fix her up the house and have a little shanty house and a little, I want, I want a garden. I want little goats. I want cute little mini farm life and 
it's just hard to do here in California. I just I want to reconnect to nature and sorts, and I I've, I've told myself that I want to do like a across the United States road trip. And then really kind of use that road trip to not only see all the states, experience all the things. And I love driving. I love road trips. But also to kind of like scope out what states I would be down to live in. Yeah. And meet new people. So like across the United States is definitely a, a goal for me too. As well as abroad stuff. Like I'm a, I'm a big art nerd. We could wander. Yeah. Maybe I mean, you could just travel for our entire lives and that's it. <laughs> yeah like the old retired folks that have their like dude, their I've, long uh, vacation home they just drive around that sounds great i've honestly thought about that too and now it's very feasible if you like save up enough money and get yourself a little airstream you can and just kind of entrepreneur yourself you can you could live on the road and i'm absolutely down to do that if i was single and didn't have kids like if i had the money i would be doing that right now just because I, there's so much that i want to experience and see there's so many jungles I want to go to off in the countries. I want to see Angel Falls, which yeah. is in South America. Uh, I definitely, I'm so jealous you went to Ireland. I want to go there so bad. And I want to see some, Ireland. some castles. Oh. Some castles. Castles are cool. Yeah, seeing something older than uh, your current country is very cool. The only thing I want to see in, in France is the Louvre. I don't really want to see anything else. Everyone's like, oh, the Eiffel Tower, man. I'm like, I'm sure I would love it. Yeah. But like, that's really, I, I'm a big museum person. So yeah. I feel like the Louvre is the only thing that really appeals to me. I think you like Versailles too. Oh, Versailles. that's also true. I love big houses. It's a very big house and it's so beautiful. And there's just millions and millions of dollars worth of things. And the gardens are so amazing. I think you would like, yeah, go to Versailles as well. I would do that in England too and see like all like the those British big houses, like Pride and Prejudice style, and just live my Pride Dude, and Prejudice fantasies. London scared me. London was like too big. Like we got luckily, we my mom's best friend lives in England, and they lived on this little island. Oh, Isle of Wight, it was called Isle of Wight, and it's just like a little island. Uh, and that was pleasant. It oh, was very pleasant. I very know, small houses. I know a random place that I want to go and visit. It's very obscure. Um, I want to go to Prince Edward Island in Nova Scotia. Ooh, it's a part that's of that's super it's, cool. It's yeah, part of Canada. Amazing. So I think it's not exactly part of Nova Scotia, but it's very close to Nova Scotia. So Prince Edward Island is off like a coast of Canada. Um, and if you're familiar with Anne of Green Gables, yep. Yeah. So um, I grew up reading and watching the Anna Green Gables movies and I very much related to her she was just this very like bright but also like like flighty imaginative just like reader mystical gal and she lived on Prince Edward Island and she had this like this little farm idyllic life like back in you know the ye olden days the books are very charming and like you know yay girl stuff and whatever um but like that whole living on an island and having like this like idyllic little farm life and ye olden things just always appealed to me and they actually have, they have like Anne of Green Gables tours and you can like go see the little farmhouses that inspired the book and go and like see all the things and they have a little tea party shit and I'm like I fucking love that shit I yeah. love all that fancy like ooh la la tea party wear a big hat and poofy sleeves yes like, and you bring a teddy bear yeah like just like cute shit like that and apparently, Anne Green Gables is super big in Japan. That's bizarre. So, oh yeah. I would like, have guessed. A lot of like that Victorian time period stuff is really into like tea party. Like a lot of cultures that 
are normal to us are super like trendy in Japan. Like all the Anna Green Gable stuff is very popular as well as a lot of Western stuff. Mm-hmm. That makes like, sense. So. Yeah, that's why it. That one makes sense. Yeah. And it, like I know modern day Western that that I could see being popular, but like Anna Green Gables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was weird going down that weird. rabbit hole and like finding that out um, on YouTube. But yeah, there's like little little subcultures that are like incredibly popular in Japan that are something that we're familiar with. That's why at Tokyo Disney they have their like uh, haunted mansion is actually um, in like a it's in Fantasyland because like everything that's like spooky and whatever is not necessarily. Oh, I forgot the wording. But you know what I mean. Like, it's just, like, things that are normal to them are, like, different to us. Anyway, it's experiencing those types of cultures and kind of seeing the way that they interpret things and whatnot. You're just kind of like, oh, wow. Oh, yes. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think, if that has not given you an itch to travel, I don't know what else will. Seriously. Um, oh, I if y'all want- have any fun oh. travel stories, send us them on instagram because i would love to read them Mm -hmm. nothing better than like a funny travel story as embarrassing as they can be i think they are just another part of life (laughs) um so you have like just life and instagram and stuff next episode we kind of want to talk about i don't know like let's connect with you guys and us and like listener questions if we don't get any questions it's fine we'll think of something else to talk about but Send us some questions. Yeah. Uh, we'll post on our story as well. Just because we want to, like, have some interaction. I think that'd be nice. Absolutely. And, like, these questions can be about, like... Anything. Us, our life experiences, um, favorite hobbies, movies, things that you want us to talk about, as well as just, like, just general, like... Like if you have if you have a question and you want our opinion on something like this guy this yeah advice this guy won't talk to me and what do I say or this girl is giving me vibes like yeah I want advice questions I have a a plethora of anecdotes and lovely things we have lots of cool experiences that we can relate to Sue so like yeah anything questions our favorite color all that fun jazz. As well as just like you should name your second child. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what is what is our most embarrassing moment? What is the funniest story? Uh, favorite childhood memory? Like, Put it any, down. Yeah, anything. The, the world is your oyster. Like, this is your chance. Ask us all the questions, all the naughty questions. All the naughty questions. Yes. <laughs> but thank you for listening. As always. Much love from us to you. Ah, yes. Peace, peace, peace. Farewell. Bye-bye. Au revoir.